You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Node, a new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared Haven, joined by the beautiful Vanessa Grimaldi, all the way from Montreal, Canadian. That's how you say it, right? Canadian, yeah. Hey, Canadian, guys. Yes. Uh, Mark and Eason in studio. Dean is still traveling the world. We're not sure if he's ever going to come back at this point. Uh, we have a couple things coming up. I want to get to the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper thing from the Oscars because that's very juicy and I have some thoughts on that. I also want to play a little game with Vanessa, maybe a potential 10 questions. Now, Vanessa, you don't know what these questions are, so no. be prepared. Uh, we also okay. have a guest coming in later that was actually on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. We're very excited. We have a great show for you. But first, hiring can be challenging these days. There are multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, and a confusing review process. But there's one place where you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Now that place is ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching Technology ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. Now, as applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. Now, ZipRecruiter is so effective, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. I remember when I first moved to LA, I was trying to find jobs. I was actually trying to find a bartending job just to make some money to support myself while I moved out here. So I love that ZipRecruiter is here to help everybody going through that process right now. And also right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash date, D-A-T-E. Hey, this is like the first code that isn't Dean. I'm kind of digging it. Now, that, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash date, D-A-T-E. It's the smartest way to hire. You can check out ZipRecruiter right now for free. Once again, just head to ZipRecruiter.com slash date, D-A-T-E. Check it out today. A wonderful guest who is in studio with us right now. You might remember him from 
TMZ, Dax Holt. Dax, thank you so much for joining hey. us. Hey. Yeah. Thanks All for right. being on with us, reception Dax. here. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. Oh, of course. It is our pleasure. So, Dax, a lot of people might remember you from your TMZ days. You were a producer and also an on-air personality. Yep. 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit, just a little blip in my... Uh, <laughs> just a little one. But people also have seen you on Access Hollywood, which yeah. is Access Live now, I believe. I, I know. I, I don't know why they dropped the Hollywood part of it, but Access. Yeah, just Access. Now, I because I was on Access a couple weeks ago doing a Bachelor recap, and I said Access Hollywood. Did my, they shun you? No, my I said it to my fiance Ashley. She's like, it's Access. It's access. And I was like, oh, I, I guess I never noticed the Hollywood drop off. Yeah. Whoopsies. I've actually ran into Ashley quite a few times there. Oh, okay. We, we, we've talked in the green room. We talk all about you behind your back. No, yeah, all bad things. <laughs> Just don't believe a word she has to say about me. So, Dax, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I you know, gave a little intro, mm-hmm. but give us a little bit more in detail about you and, and your background. Yeah, so you know, obviously I was at TMZ for... 12 years, and then I decided I just needed a change in my life. I had been there. It had been a great ride. Uh, I was there from, like, literally day one before mm-hmm. anyone even knew what the hell TMZ was to the rise of TMZ and breaking some of the biggest stories in Hollywood. And then I just, like, I need a change in my life. And so left there. Then I did the Live with Kelly competition. Yep, I saw that. I remember that. Yeah, that was it was fun. It was just so different from the TMZ world to then go – you know, to this huge ABC show, and mm-hmm. they have got an audience, and so that was really fun. Came in second place there, and then some unknown guy named Ryan Seacrest got the gig. Who so- is that guy? <laughs> How did he beat you out? Uh, no, I I love Ryan, so I'm very very happy for him. Ryan is is really good at his job. He's, he's so good. I know. He is so good. I was just thinking about him before coming on. How does he have time to? record all this stuff and then he also has like a segment with montreal and on virgin radio how does he have time in the day is he in a relationship yes we but know here's yeah the thing. here's so the thing do- that I, I don't think people realize how like how much this guy works is he's literally mm-hmm. filming the live with kelly show live with ryan and kelly mm-hmm. and then he'll get on a plane and fly back and do american idol then fly back over there i mean it's it's unbelievable. He is the hardest working person in entertainment. And he does Hands radio down. with Tanya in the morning. Yep. I mean, Mark and Easton, you guys are here for that. So he does morning radio. He does live with Kelly. He flies to do American Idol. He does all these different events. I would say, so long story short, you finishing second to him, that's pretty good. I'm okay with that. As you well should uh, yeah. be. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm sorry. So so continue. So, uh, anyway, so then uh, decided that I wanted to start up my own thing. Really, it came down to I, I have a lot of experience in breaking news over many, many years. And I had a lot of contacts still hitting me up with information and stories and all this. And so I created the Hollywood Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's HollywoodPipeline.com mm-hmm. along with a podcast. And I, I explained it to people as I'm not trying to beat TMZ. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, I, I see it as... TMZ and Instagram had a little baby, and that is what the Hollywood Pipeline <laughs> is. So it's all visual content. It's photos. It's videos. We've actually covered you guys quite a few times. Oh, well, <laughs> I appreciate there. that. Thank you. Um, and and it's just a place for people to go to get lost and, and look through paparazzi photos or red carpets or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, like the other day, I, I put up an exclusive set of Selena Gomez uh, on the beach down in Mexico, mm-hmm. and people love mm-hmm. those. So, and her white bathing suit. Exactly. Those are yeah. ours. We, got, we had yeah. those exclusive. And then, um, yeah, I do a lot of set photos, so like a big 
you know, Marvel movie is coming out, I'll normally release photos of them shooting the movie, which people go insane about. Uh, I am one of those yes. people that go insane for set photos. I've Googled Avengers Endgame set photos to just see, and I've seen some with Captain America and, and, uh-huh. and Robert Downey Jr., uh, making it look like they were going back to the 2012 Avengers, possible time travel. Anyway, I'm one wait, of those people, wait. so you're, I'm your I'm audience. I'm speaking to you, exactly. Yes. And then, like, we got a lot of traffic off the Joker film set. We were filming, like, when Joaquin Phoenix was out there filming all this stuff in New York, people were going nuts over it. Just, like, mm-hmm. millions of views on YouTube to watch him running through the streets. I've watched that video numerous times. Was was it the one where he trips over himself? I had, like, 19 videos. I mean, it, yes, oh. but they're the tripping one. In the train station. Cab. Yeah. If you want to see him, if you haven't seen him yet, it's on uh, Hollywood Pipeline's YouTube page. Well, the Joker's such a fascinating character, which is why... Well, keep, well, keep doing what you're doing, because you, <laughs> you're killing the game. <laughs> so, you. how did you get involved in TMZ in the first place? Did you go to school for journalism, and then... So, I... Yeah, I went to school for radio, TV, film down at Cal State Fullerton, and then I just... I had to do an internship, so I ended up working with Extra, the other entertainment show, mm-hmm. and TMZ and Extra are sister companies, and... Harvey was working upstairs, and it was he was creating this unknown website at the time, and walked in, put out my hand, said, "Hey, I I hear that you're looking for for people, or you need interns, or whatever. And is there anything I can do for you?" And he sent me out on a red carpet, literally that weekend. Wow! And I, uh, I do covered, you remember what I, red carpet it was? It was a PETA event. Oh, it was a PETA oh. event. Um, ah, where was that at? I think it was at Paramount Studios. Mm-hmm. And. I went and I was on crutches at the time because I had no. busted both of my ankles doing a gymnastics trick and literally popped out <laughs> both of them. So I was double like casted up on crutches, gimped down to this red carpet and and everyone started to come up and talk to me. I don't know if they felt bad for me or what the case was, but Pam Anderson talked to me and I was at the very, very end. And you guys know doing like red carpets. Once you mm-hmm. get halfway down, you kind of get over it, right? And you kind of go like, ah, I don't really care about these people. And you move on, right? A lot of it's the same questions. It's it's yeah. more of the same. So, so these poor people that are at, at the end of the carpet. They get no one. They get no love. They get and no I, love. I am at the very end, and it's literally like pink comes over to me. Kristen Cavallari, who was the biggest deal mm-hmm. at that time, because I was right when like Laguna Beach was massive. She comes over. Dennis Rodman. I, I And I just sat there, and everyone started talking to me. And I come back, and Harvey's like, well, I think I need you a part of my team. <laughs> and I literally handed him my resume that day and he ripped it up and threw it in the trash. He didn't even look at it. And just wow. hired you just on hired the spot. Wow. Well, I feel like that's such a testament to people who want to, people are so afraid of, of uh, being rejected, but you just went in there, you shook his hand and you asked him, you know, like, do you need someone period? You're even offering to do it for free to be an intern. So I think that's just a testament, like just be afraid of failure. Cause you never know where, how you'll get ahead. And I feel like you have such a great, or about you, you're always smiling. Um, so like you attract, I guess that's what people were attracted to. You have such a great energy about you. But since you, so since you worked on TMZ, you have Hollywood Pipeline now. Um, and you know, I know how Jared wants to talk about the Oscars and stuff. So I was actually thinking, Julia Roberts, huge fan of hers. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed, she's beautiful. And you never ever see her being photographed with her husband. Cause sometimes I forget that she's actually married to someone. Yeah. And so I was thinking of, since this is a relationship podcast and a lot of our followers do have Instagram and they do follow us on Instagram and they look up to 
couples who are out in the media or in the spotlight. So hashtag couple goals, people like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, who are like fully out there um, exposing their relationship, Blake Lively, Reynolds, uh, Ryan Reynolds. But then you have people like Julia Roberts and her, and her husband. You never hear of any of their stories that are happening uh, in their personal uh, marriage. Mm -hmm. What would you give, what kind of advice would you give to our listeners who are in a committed relationship um, and want to expose a relationship on social media? Well, my advice to that? Yeah, uh, like, you know, like the you share have, button. Like, <laughs> no, to I what? Think, to share it? Yeah, just click the share button and it's posted. <laughs> You're fine. I think, you know, with Julia Roberts, she's just been a very private person her whole mm -hmm. life. You know, she's been such a big star that. I think that she guards her relationship and her children's privacy and all of that. So that's why, you know, you can be a big star in Hollywood and never get photographed. And that's, you just, you don't mm -hmm. go to the Craig's restaurants of LA. You, know, you don't go to these places. But I mean, Craig's is so good. Have you ever tried their truffle pizza? <laughs> I haven't been there, but I, I've oh. heard it's amazing. No, but it's, it's, she avoids going out where she knows paparazzi are going to take her photo and she doesn't have social media and she... So there's, she's picked a different life. For people that actually want that attention or want to express that they are with someone and that they they like saying, I'm with so-and-so, I say share as much as you want. You know, oh, yeah, totally. put it out there for the people. And at the end of the day, what's the worst going to happen? You break up and you got to delete the photos. But at least during that moment, people saw how happy you were, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's people just put their best self forward on social media. And so for me, I want to make sure I'm in a relationship now and I'm trying, I'm like, ah, oh, I'll post a picture now and here and there, but I'm not over the top posting pictures of our relationship. Cause I, I, I feel like it's so important to have, to preserve that part of your relationship with well, I was gonna say, your you significant also, other. You also went from a very high profile relationship where you, you yeah. had that. You didn't have to post anything because everyone knew your relationship. So mm -hmm. I think maybe you're looking at it now as like, I've gone through a super high profile relationship. Now, how do I change that and do something a little different? Cause maybe this would work better for me. Yeah. Well, I think it's also the expectation that we put out there on social media, all these amazing vacations that we do with our significant other, mm -hmm. all these amazing dates that we go on with our significant other. And that's what people now have expectations. Things like even the bachelor, like all these elaborate dates and stuff that we went on, Jared, you went on. Like, I feel like there's, there's a little bit of an unrealistic expectation when it comes to the dating world Yeah, but people have with to take, social media. You're absolutely right. But people have to take accountability for that on them, themselves. The, in terms of the expectations they have for relationships, because no one's going to post a bad picture of themselves or a, a bad time in their relationship on Instagram. Everything's going to be uh, fluffed. Everything is going to be seventh heaven, cloud nine. Uh, same thing with The Bachelor, you know? So I think people uh -huh. with social media or even television shows about dating, you have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because, of course, it's not always going to be that good. Just like I feel like everybody who posts on Facebook who's, who's not a celebrity, they're not going to post... Uh, a picture of them, their significant other and them in a fight. Yeah, you don't see people updating their Facebook posts like, oh, so-and-so just cheated on me, so we broke up. Like, you don't yeah. see that post. Other than it's the Kardashian. I mean, the Kardashians. <laughs> I, I kind of I respect that, though. I respect how open all their entire life is. Oh, I the respect, good and the bad and the ugly. I respect the hell out of the Kardashians. I Listen, they are the smartest people out there. And I, I, I've said this for so many years, like Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, Smartest people. Chris Jenner, Chris yeah. Jenner so is a smart and genius. The, to be able to work the media and work the fan base, all of that in your favor all the time, it's unbelievable.
and the idea that they've been able to overcome so much because they've gotten so much flack for people saying, what, what, what's their even talent? What are they famous for? And they just keep overcoming it, I overcoming it, overcoming it. Famous for being famous for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the hardest thing because usually it's just 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And what other family out there has had so many like pivotal moments? Like for, a, you know, Bruce's transition into Caitlyn. Yeah. Like you couldn't have scripted that out or Lamar Odom's storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tristan even, Thompson. And Tristan and mm-hmm. Jordan. Like all of these things that. I can't imagine having so much drama in my close-knit family, and mm-hmm. they've had it all. They really have had it all. Well, good for them. But <laughs> we're not just on here to talk about the Kardashians. Dax, you also talk about taking vacations yep. with significant others. Because mm-hmm. as Vanessa said, we are a dating podcast. So you have something called Bay. A vacation. A vacation. Tell us what a vacation is. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I I think that, listen, this is kind of why I wanted to come onto this podcast because I think it's important for a lot of couples out there that don't really know where they're going with the relationship. They're they're interested in someone, but they're like, is this going to be for the long haul? And I've actually, I teamed up with Visit Anaheim and because Mm -hmm. I'm from Anaheim and basically we started talking about it and they did this big study where they they pulled 2,000 people just to find out like, that first trip that you go on with your significant other, is it is it a positive thing? Is it a negative thing? What is it? And come to find out, like, it really tells a lot about your relationship. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember the first trip that you, well, I, I guess your guys' oh, yeah. trips were a little different when they're being filmed in front of a national audience. But, like, someone off, show. off the show, you go on a trip, and the results of the study were actually pretty significant. Like, most people are saying, I knew that I was with the right person when we were halfway through that trip. And we were away from everyone, and it was just us two in a different environment. And it was like, that was the moment I knew I was supposed to be with that person. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I keep telling people, you know, Anaheim offers a lot. That's I go back to it because it's there, but you've got so much, like Disneyland, and you've got the Great Wolf Lodge down there, Knott's Berry Farm. And I try to tell people, like, do a trip with your significant other. Get away. Go hang out at an amusement park for a a day because it's not you're not cramped up in a movie theater kind of not talking in the darkness. You're actually standing in line. You're talking to each other. You're communicating. You're, yeah. you're going through a hotel. You're going through flights, and you're really seeing what it's like to be with that person. An amusement park trip could really make or break a relationship. Absolutely. It's, I've been to Universal Studios in Disneyland uh, with significant others, and it, it because there's it's tension-filled. You're waiting in line. It's mm-hmm. hot. There are crowds. You, you have anxiety. Uh, it's just, it's so interesting to think about one day to the amusement park. And in my mind, it is one of those moments where you do learn a lot about their, your, your significant other. But I also agree. I think that's one thing about the bachelor and in, in, in bachelor and bachelor in paradise in particular, that does legitimize relationship moving faster because it does feel like you're traveling with somebody mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you go on those shows. It Except does. You're traveling with them and they're. 14 other boyfriends. True, uh, yes. I don't, feel like <laughs> I don't feel like you're traveling with your the lead at all. Oh, see, I... You're skipping, you're skipping all the fun stuff. You're I, skipping waiting in line at security at the, at the airport. You're skipping sitting next to each other on an airplane. You're skipping, like, splitting a meal and who's going to pay... You know, like, you're skipping all the fun steps to really get to know a person. Let like, me rephrase then. Bachelor in oh. Paradise okay. is like oh, that. Right. Because then you're actually leaving the compound with the person you're traveling out. And then right. you're coming back to the island, but it is very secluded, and it is it does it has this bonding to it that is is very different than anything I've experienced outside of the bachelor bubble. 
I've never I, I never went to camp as a kid. I didn't do any of that. So I can only really relate it to people who have done those kinds of things. Go to camp because it is like this little getaway that only you guys really know what that experience was like. And I think that's what vacation is all about. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, they they termed it a vacation, but you know, it's, it's I like really it. essentially just a vacation. And mm-hmm. I I'm mean, always I, I'm always a guy for a good pun. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, out of the results, 37 percent of people said they fell in love after their first vacation. 23 percent were like, eh, it didn't work because, like you said, it is the sitting in line. It's the stuff that's gonna piss you off and realize you don't want to be with that person because they're annoying. Like like yeah, a backseat driver, right? It's like the, the like stuff it. that you find so <laughs> cute at the beginning when you go on vacation with them and you're spending like three complete or four complete full days with them. You're like, oh, shit, this is not as cute as I once thought it was. I remember the first trip I went with my now boyfriend. We went to New York City and my biggest thing is budget. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like spending money. Um, I don't care where I am. I can be hanging out in a hole in a wall, but I'm with people. If, if I'm with people I love, then it's going to be an amazing trip. And he was exactly like that too. So I'm like, perfect. We ended up like splitting, uh, the Airbnb Taylor ended up coming with the guy that she was dating. So we all split it up in four. And then he's someone, I need to be with someone that takes the, the lead in, booking a, a reservation for a restaurant and i i suck at that shit. like i'm not good at that at all so i need help to be with i suck like, at booking reservations <laughs> oh, I, with I'm vanessa grimaldi good. i'm not good at that i'm like great at other things but that's one thing i'm like if you're good at knowing which restaurants to go to and what places we should go visit book that and i'll just go along with the ride so vanessa i want to ask you because being a female mm-hmm. what would you say so if you had a couple come up to you and say i like this idea of going away doing a trip what do we do? Does he have to pay for it or do they split it? Split. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just asking. I'm I'm curious because Hold on. I, how long have they been together? Oh, not, are you asking me? I don't know. We're a hypothetical couple. So how long has this couple been to I six mean six months? If they're vacationing, let's say they've been dating for six months. I think splitting's fine. So you're saying if they've been together for a year or two years, then the man should pay? No, I think that if they've been together for like a month, the man should pay. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm old-fashioned like that. Even, well, but I feel depends like on how setting... big the trip is, right? No, not the entire trip, but, you know, dinner. Like, if you guys go out to a really nice no, dinner. No, no, no. I'm talking about literally like a vacation. Like, you're flying somewhere. You're having to pay oh. for plane flights, hotel. I've never been spoiled oh, like that. Oh, hell no. Split it. No, sorry. I misinterpreted. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, come on, Jared, what? Oh, no way. I mean, unless you're talking about a married couple and it's a stay-at-home mom and, the, you know, the dad is the one Well, working. then you got a shared bank account. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's different. So that would be, I guess, technically spinning as well. But, no, if you're dating... For like six months, and you guys do a, a vacation. Trip, you gotta split it, right? Unless it's a you know a I, Christmas gift or a big yeah, gift. Yeah. Un- unless it's a it's like a surprise vacation. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, if it's a surprise vacation, I'm and I'm the one that's booking it. I'll be totally fine paying for the, for both of us. But I don't like setting. I'm someone who's so independent when it comes to my finances, and I don't want. I, I never wanted to be someone that got used to a certain type of lifestyle if I was dating someone who did have a lot of money. Cause I'm like, well, what if this relationship ends and I, I go back to like my penny saving, you know, lifestyle. And I want to be used to, I want to be comfortable with the decisions that I make, not someone else makes. Okay. That gives me a good question. Is it hard for you guys to do normal dates now after you've done the most no. extravagant, crazy dates? Not at all. No, no I love like- the small dates. Yeah, you're not like, ah, oh, I could really use a helicopter to the, the roof of a building right now? <laughs> no, those are exhausting. 
Yeah. Those are too much. But is it because cameras are around or just because it's... It makes it more exciting because the cameras are around. But if I were to go on a helicopter ride with just Ashley, it would be fun. It would be cool, but I would not want to do it all the time. That's like a once a year type thing, a big extravagant one. Yeah. And then, you know, we Ashley and I try to go out like at least once a month, have date night. But most of the time, pff, stay in. We order yep. in, watch a movie in pajamas. It's just the best. We are a couple goals. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. But yeah, what about you, Vanessa? Uh, no, I don't like extravagant dates. I'm someone, I like surprises. I like small surprises. Like, oh, I, I, we're going out for dinner somewhere and it'll be my favorite takeout restaurant. You know, we'll eat in the car. Like, to me, little moments like that are more significant than puking on a what was that thing that i did what did you puke oh you went you went into space or something yeah oh yeah the anti-gravity the anti-gravity yes um here's the thing about big dates too expensive date extravagant dates it's truly about the environment because honestly every time i go out to dinner and i pay for ashley because i want to it's a date night i'm the guy in the relationship i'm paying you know and so we end up spending, like, for two people, say we spend, like, including tip, 150 bucks because we go to a really nice place. And both That's Ashley and I— That's actually not bad. It's not terrible. But both Ashley and I come up with the same consensus, which is, did we enjoy this meal as much as we would have mm-hmm. had we ordered McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know? Because oh. we love fast—like, just not, not like—but you know what I mean? Like, sometimes our favorite yeah. date night is, like, going to Burger King. You know, I know that might sound stupid, but no, I love that. Like if I'm ordering a $50, you know, $55 filet from this restaurant, that's really good. But do I enjoy it more than I would have if I Mm -hmm. ordered a Big Mac? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you Mm -hmm. that. I I can tell you one of my favorite dates that goes down in history with me and my wife would be I took her on a date, a surprise date to Chuck E. Cheese. And it was just the two of us. Aww. And it was so fun. I, I just bought like, a, here's a loaded card full of tons of money. Go and let's just play games. And it was so different. And there's kids running around everywhere. But it, was, it wasn't it was a typical meal at a Morton Steakhouse. It was us just having fun together. That's my favorite mm-hmm. type of date. Yeah. Because I love going out, but I love the element of surprise. Doing something different. Now, Chuck E. Cheese is a Dude, a, it's an extreme. Don't, what don't about Dave and Buster? I've never been to fun. Chuck E. Cheese. You know, but you know... Hold I on. think whoa, no, because no, we don't have Chuck E. Cheese in Canada. You guys don't have t- Chuck E. Cheese in to, Canada. But I've been to I've been to Boomers. Okay. okay. Boomers. It's it's kind yeah. of the same idea. Yeah. Do you guys remember it was like Discover Discover Zone? Anybody? Discovery Zone. Discovery Zone. Sounds familiar. Anybody? Uh-huh. It was like the the, the Jungle the, Adventures. It was like the B version of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe I shouldn't admit that that's where my parents <laughs> took me as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you brought. Uh, wait, were you you married at the time? Was it your wife or just girlfriend? Uh, it was my girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. But I love that idea of bringing her to a Chuck E. Cheese because I always try to think of things that are outside our comfort zone. The problem is Ashley doesn't like to do like play sports or anything. So I would I, I would be totally down. Like let's go bowling. Yeah, you know. Mm. And she's like, and eh, we you know let's stay in and watch uh you on netflix or you know so it's like oh no we should go to like the batting cages but she she does a good job of of being there for me she'll come to the batting cages she'll swing the bat she'll have a good time i've got a a cool date night if you're interested i'm always interested in you guys are in anaheim there is a place called the packing house and they've got a secret hidden bar inside the packing house you go and you, you have to like 
knock on the door. Oh, I love that. It's, yeah, a it's speakeasy. A yeah. speakeasy. And it's just like a hidden wall and it opens up and it's a door and they've got this bar in there and it's all candlelit and it's romantic and it's really cool and it's called the Blind Rabbit. I love it. We've gone there a couple times. What's it called again? The Blind Rabbit. The Blind Rabbit. The Blind I will Rabbit. certainly check that out. Easton, I saw you shaking your head. Have you been to the Blind Rabbit? <laughs> I haven't been to the Blind Rabbit, but I've been to the Packing House a number of times. I love that. You place. love it, right? It's so yeah, cool. It's huh? a nice hidden gem just down the street from the Magic Kingdom. Yep. Uh, of course, it's right down <laughs> oh, the street. Is it near a cheesecake factory oh, no. by any chance, Easton? Uh, possibly the best cheesecake factory down <laughs> yeah. there at the Anaheim Garden Walk. No wonder he in this place. Good God. Uh, Are you Mark, from down there? No, no, I'm just a fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go there a lot. I think Easton goes to Magic Kingdom once every two weeks at least. Once a week. I got to get that annual pass. So I got to make it worth it. You, know? you, you do That's date really? down there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. Mark, have you done any, like, what's your biggest surprise date that you've done? Mm. Are you a big surprise guy? Yeah, I tried to do a big surprise party for her for her birthday this year. I tried to do concerts as a surprise. She, It's a a weird balance because she loves it and hates it at the same time. Like, I feel like I'm putting more effort and I'm making it more special if I don't tell her what it is ahead of time. But she hates it that I'm not telling her what it is ahead of time. But then when we get there, she's delighted by it. So... It's a line you're walking, but I like yeah. to give it a surprise. Yeah, I like that. Vanessa, have you ever planned a surprise date for a guy? Yes, and I'm trying to – I think recently I just planned something. I have the worst memory. I like planning things on random occasions, not like, hey, it's your birthday, or hey, it's Valentine's Day. I, I like a random day in the week. It yeah. makes it more romantic and special. He actually – so my boyfriend just uh, surprised me one morning. We woke up, and he's like, all right, get pack. He told me, like, pack warm clothing. I mean, it's, like, minus 25 in Montreal. He's like, pack warm clothing, bring a pair of uh, boots, and get in the car. And he's like, we have a two-hour drive, so you can fall asleep if you want. I'm like, I have no idea where we're going. He brought me to this place in Montreal where it's an ice rink in the forest. So the entire path is, like, miles of just ice skating through the forest. And it was the most romantic day it was like kind of like a bachelor day, just like it was there was lights and you could stop at different shacks and have like a hot chocolate and a coffee. And it was really beautiful. Your silver fox knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. I respect him. I, I appreciate that you actually plan dates, too. Like I heard you say that in there. And I feel that a lot of women look at men like you should plan the date. But I like being surprised the other way around. I agree. There's girls out there listening like plan a date for your dude because it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, to give credit, Ashley has planned dates for me, and, and they've been pretty incredible. Um, so before you go, I just had uh, one question about this vacation. There's mm-hmm. different percentages. I don't know if you've seen this that were uh, given out to, like, for example, factors for a su- successful vacation. Uh, it says that picking the right destination somewhere both partners are interested in, that's 69%. That's just, high. That's super high. Well, this these are basically for it to be a good vacation, because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So they're saying, if you pick a spot where you both are interested, there's Mm -hmm. a much better chance that this is going to turn out for you. Right. That making, like you said, a budget so that you're going into it and one person's thinking you're staying at the Four Seasons and the other person's like, no, I was thinking more like Motel 6. You got to kind of be on the same page with, with spending money. The other thing just good planning so you know where you're going and then you you got to be able to compromise and that you're serious about each other. You don't want to just go because one person likes the other person more. So those are like the successful factors. As for the top challenges, 24% said they were overwhelmed by the stress of cha- uh, traveling. You mm-hmm. said that. Um, disagreeing on what the activities are going to be. And then <laughs> we were talking before this about just backseat driving. Like 
how bad it is if you're stuck with someone full time and backseat driving, how it kills you. Because my wife sometimes she'll she'll be like, you need to speed up. You mm-hmm. need to drive faster. Oh, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you drive our kids around. Is it safe? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. By the way, the kid of your video. Are we, are the, we talking- sorry, the video, the video that you posted of your kid with the the weed. Oh, my daughter. Yes. Oh my Jared's God. face like, what? I didn't see it. You didn't? Okay, so there was a, a video that went around that went viral of a little redheaded girl saying that uh, she told her teachers at school that her parents grow a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that video? Uh-uh. That was my it's daughter. So yeah, that was She's my daughter. Beautiful. It's got somewhere like... Do you grow a lot of weed? <laughs> she yeah, was referring to weeds. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. But the video got like amazing how one little letter gets dropped off a word and it changes the meaning entirely. It got like 200 million views. It's ridiculous. So that's my daughter. How old is she? How old? She's six. Oh, so cute. Cutest little snitch I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Cutest little tattletale this side of Louisiana. Um, Well, Dax, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Yeah. Anything else you want to drop where people can find you? Uh, I would say if you want to plan a vacation, head to visitanaheim.org. They'll help you plan a vacation. Get your vacation on down there. And then uh, if you're interested in celeb news, like I know a lot of people are, head to hollywoodpipeline.com. We're always breaking a lot of cool photos, videos. Like you said, the set stuff has been huge for us. And just trying to make a name for myself in the entertainment industry. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, if TMZ and Instagram had a baby, they'd name it Hollywood Pipeline. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Dax, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dax. All right, so we've talked about it countless times on this podcast. It's one of my top priorities. I know Jared and Vanessa feel the same way, and that is just creating healthier lifestyles for ourselves. And that's why I'm so glad that we have discovered Noom, because at the end of the day, sticking to a weight loss plan can be really, really hard, especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts and obstacles that hold you back from making progress. Um, along with eating healthy, I'm also adding in a healthier overall lifestyle thanks to Noom. And you can ditch all of the expensive gym memberships, personal trainers, and nutritionists because Noom helps educate you on a healthier lifestyle and healthier habits. And that's really what it boils down to is education. And Noom doesn't say that you can't have certain foods, you know, aka the good stuff, the hot Cheetos, the mint chocolate chip ice cream, the Oreos. It's all about teaching moderation. And that's something that I have kind of avoided but mo- avoided moderation recently i've been kind of splurging and, and uh, uh overindulging if you will um so it's great to have noom because basically what noom is is a community that's there for you a group discussions with fellow new members to keep you encouraged all for less than the price of a single appointment with a nutritionist or a personal trainer uh, and it's on your phone whenever you need it and wherever you need it your goal specialist is a behavior change professional nutrition expert and fitness trainer all in one um, it's great. I, at the end of the day, it's so, so, so easy. All I had to do is take the 30 second quiz on what my goals were going to be. Then they emailed me a 14 page packet that will help me reach those goals. It included anything from health, mental wellness, eating habits, new eating habits, um, that I should be adding in all of that kind of stuff. It's designed for results. It is out with the old habits in with the new in with the noom, if you will. So what you guys can do, is sign up now by going to noom.com slash dean. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash dean. And you can start your free trial. And trust me, it's great. Uh, free trial is awesome, obviously. You can, you know, obviously you got to hear like a lot of these celebrities that have these uh, personalized trainers or support teams, that kind of stuff. That's basically what Noom is in your pocket. And now you can get it for free by going to noom.com slash dean. Let's all hold ourselves a little bit more accountable. 
be a little more educated. I think it really boils down to education um, and understanding. I have a lot more to understand. I'm glad I have friends like Peter and Alex who are nutrition experts that I can always ask. But now you guys have Noom too. Check it out. Noom.com slash Dean. Okay, so next, I'm very excited about our special guest. If you watch The Bachelor, the hometown dates, you will recognize this wonderful woman. She's an etiquette coach. Amy Rayner is here with us. Thank you so much for calling in. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm actually kind of scared to speak because I'm like, what if I don't use the right terminology? Am I going to get... I know. I feel like I need to pronounce my words so perfectly. You think maybe I'll bless your heart over the the telephone? (laughs) So for all no. for all our audience out there, if you watch The Bachelor, which I'm sure you do, uh, last night Amy was on an episode of The Bachelor with Colton, and it was Hannah G's hometown, and Hannah Amy, in Alabama, Alabama, yeah. and Amy, you are an etiquette teacher, and you were teaching Colton some dinner etiquette before he went to Hannah G's house. Exactly. How yeah. Did, so. How did that come about? Did they contact you? Did you reach out? They contacted me. Um, Apparently, each girl gets to choose what she'd like to do on her hometown date. And so Hannah requested a private etiquette lesson for she and Colton. And so the producers um, emailed me the week before they came to Birmingham. So the rest is history. And the rest is history. Yeah. uh, And I think I know that in the South, we do things a little bit differently sometimes, and so I think it was a, a sweet idea for Hannah. She wanted to, I think, sort of spotlight her Southern roots and some Southern hospitality, and she also wanted to help Colton feel comfortable when he met his um, her family. Do you specialize in dinner etiquette, or table etiquette, I should say, or is it just an overall etiquette of life? I do etiquette lessons, and I usually do four parts. And table manners is one of the things that we do one of the weeks. What are the other three? So, um, well, I teach uh, classes for ladies and for gentlemen. And so in the gentlemen classes, we talk about chivalrous behaviors. And um, we also talk about developing our inner character qualities and having respect for other people and empathy and kindness. Um, But we talk about we do focus heavily on table manners with mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Um, so you do etiquette pretty much of somebody's life, you know, character, personality, not just table etiquette as well. Because it's funny yeah. when, when I was watching last night, all I could think about was uh-huh. a scene from Pretty Woman where she's uh, at the dinner table <laughs> with all the very rich men that Richard Gere is friends with. And she doesn't know which is the salad fork or which is the dessert fork. I, I don't know what fork is what which. And she like <laughs> flings the oyster, I think it was, or the meatball in somebody else's dish. Fantastic. Yes. Well, let me um, let me tell you, sort of, in my opinion, what I think. I sort of want to clear some things up. America's kind of having a hard time with the bread and the butter. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I'm having a hard time with the bread and butter. <laughs> Twitter's having a hard time. Everybody needs to calm down just a little bit, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna we'll get to that. But I want to explain. Um, Maybe I want to say what etiquette isn't. I think that a lot of people think that etiquette is maybe a stuck-up set of rules that um, cause some people to look down in judgment on other people, and that is not what it is. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, etiquette has two parts, and the first part is how we present ourselves. And those are some of the things that we talked 
I talked with Colton about things like your eye contact and your posture and your speech and your handshake, having a nice, firm handshake, um, and your table manners. But the second part of etiquette is, and it may even be more important than how we present ourselves, it's how we treat other people. And it's treating other people with courtesy and respect and kindness. Um, How do we treat somebody else if we have a difference of opinion? Um, Because you can know which fork to use when you sit down, but if you can't treat other people with kindness, really none of the other stuff really matters. So um, that's kind of an overview of how I view etiquette and how the lens through which I teach my classes. Are there different etiquettes for females and males? Um, There are several different Several different things, like some of the table manners are different. Um, some of the natural Can you point some out? Different. Yeah, let me let me let's pretend we're at the table and let me give y'all maybe five little table manners nuggets that you can, huh, you I can like this. take away. Okay. All right. So the first, I think, just most importantly, let's talk about the buttering of the bread. <laughs> that um, is most important, really. Right. It really. I mean, honestly, it's most important. So when you butter your bread. Um, you want to tear off one bite and butter that one bite at a time. And I think that's what got everybody all up in arms. And I think Colton even said, if I can quote Colton, I think he said, um, I don't have time for that. He would, he I, just said something along the lines of, I don't know how to butter the bread. I just eat it. Okay, I just eat it. <laughs> and also, before I go any further, let me, let me just say that also when I teach these things, I try to view them through a lens, not so much as a, um, I think we need to move away from thinking that's the right way to do something and that's the wrong way to do something. I think if we can view things through a lens of in different situations, there are things that are just good, better, or best for this situation that we're in. And if we don't really look at that's wrong, that's wrong, that's right, that's right, and we think, this maybe is the best way to handle this situation. For instance, if my husband and I went to Jim and Nick's here in Birmingham, Alabama, it's a barbecue restaurant, I'm probably not going to tear off each tiny bite of my garlic cheddar <laughs> biscuit and butter it at the barbecue restaurant. That's just not practical. So it's, as long as people are familiar and know when it's the best time to exercise some of these things. Hopefully that'll make people feel more comfortable in the situations and right. environments that they're in. So hypothetically speaking, if I'm dating Vanessa and I'm going to her parents' house to meet her parents for the first time, I should be grabbing bread and then ripping off little pieces and buttering each one? It seems exhausting, Amy. <laughs> you're, you're tearing off quarter-sized pieces. Well, let me say this, if it's exhausting. So let's, 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 be at that table with Vanessa and her parents, and I think it might just be best to tear off one bite at a time so that you can manage smaller bite-sized pieces so that if her father asks you a question, Mm -hmm. you don't have a huge mouthful of food. So maybe that's one of those situations where it is best to tear it off bite by bite. All right, that's fair. So what are one of the other four nuggets? Okay, let's go on to a couple other nuggets. Um, If someone asks for the salt, what would you pass them? The salt? The salt. <laughs> if someone asked for the salt, you have passed them the salt and the pepper. And the salt and pepper are always passed together. 
So oh. there's just but who who made up that rule? You know, I really can't tell you who made up all of these things, but <laughs> I have I went through an etiquette class when I was in seventh grade, and these things have been around since then. No, so, I, I like that. I think it's a good gesture. I, I like um, that. Yeah. Um, okay. There's one. Okay. Now this is this is helpful. This is super helpful. You're going to have to use your imagination. But when you're at a crowded, let's say that we're at a round table. Let's say we're at Vanessa's house again with her family, and we're at a round table. And you sit down, and it's a crowded table. And you can't decide which one is your drink. And that's happened to, that happens so often because things are so close. If you will make a lowercase b and a lowercase d with your hands, and imagine mm-hmm. that you're putting those lowercase letters on either side of a plate. The side where your lowercase b is, that is the side where your bread plate would go. And the side with the lowercase d is your drink. So that's a great way to be able to distinguish which one is your bread plate and which one is your drink. Um, oh, because I can't make a... Wait, what? Wait, so am I putting d before b? Are you putting, are you making a lowercase b and a lowercase d with your hands? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. because so I can't left? make a lowercase e with my right hand, it'd be you know back. It'd be backwards. B. B Wait. with bread. Wait, B for bread? I think you said D. I'm B. Sorry. B is on the left hand. The lowercase b is on your left hand. Oh. And the lowercase d is on your right hand. Oh. Making sense? B. How do I make a lowercase b? B is like a, a bubble going towards the right side. So like this? <laughs> yeah, exactly this, like this that. Is per- this is proving to be more difficult than I thought it would be. <laughs> you obviously, are, yeah, you didn't look <laughs> us up on the podcast. <laughs> We're reality TV personalities. I, I can't tell my C's between my D's. I don't know. <laughs> i tell you what, let's move on to nugget number four. Um You've been to a restaurant before where sometimes your utensils are rolled up in your napkin. Mm-hmm. And you have to unroll the napkin and place your napkin in your lap. And then you are putting your own utensils out. Very easy way to remember which side your forks will go on is fork is spelled S-O-R-K and the word left is spelled L-E-F-T. They both have four letters. And then the spoon and the knife. Those each have five letters, and they go on the right, which also has five letters. So that's an easy way. To oh, okay, that's table. easy. That's a really good trick. That's a good nugget. And then last nugget has to do with your napkin. Um, you unfold a dinner napkin one time, so it's a nice large rectangle, um, and then you gentlemen place the dinner napkin over their left leg, while ladies place the dinner napkin over both legs. And you do this so that if someone comes to the table to visit, a gentleman can stand up and shake hands, and he can hold on to the napkin with his left hand that's on his left leg, and he mm-hmm. can extend his right hand in a handshake. Oh, so you keep the right and hand And for the free. ladies? The ladies stay seated. Oh. Unless, but the lady can Stay seated, Vanessa. Yeah, no, I'm like, no, that's, I'm going in straight for the hug. <laughs> right, so then, then you go, okay, so whenever you get up from the table, if you're, if you're a one who's getting up and you're going in for the hug, you can take your napkin and you place it in your chair. Okay. 
So hmm. your napkin, and if you excuse yourself from the table for any reason, your napkin always goes in your chair. And at the end of the meal, when you're completely finished, you loosely fold your napkin back up and place it to the left of your plate. So what's your opinion on uh, if, I, if I'm eating a, an olive and there's a pit, am I spitting that out? Okay, there's, there's a rule that says that however something goes in your mouth is the way that something comes out. For instance, if you're eating chicken and you have a tiny bit of a bone, you would put that bone back on the fork and remove it and put it to the side of your plate. So with an olive, if you've put that olive uh-huh. in your mouth with your hand, hand, then you would gently take that out with your fingers. It does kind of conceal yeah. the action. And that <laughs> makes sense. Instead of just like spitting it back on your plate, you you know? Right, making a, making a big production of it. So, Amy, yeah. do you have any advice for not just physical etiquette, but maybe uh, a tip for etiquette when you're meeting someone's parents or somebody's friends, your significant other's friends for the first time, something that the audience can use? You know, I said this to Colton, and I did not get to spend, I probably spent um, from start to finish, our whole taping time was probably two hours. and. He was delightful, and I could see when he and Hannah were together and when they were laughing and when they would kind of walk off to the side and I might be talking to producers about something else. It was so genuine and so real to see that the way that they interacted with each other. I think what I would say to people who are meeting a significant other's family for the first time is be yourself mm-hmm. and be genuine. Um, be real. Be fair, be kind. Um, all of these things, just let your real self shine through. Oh, that's fair enough. I like that. Well, Amy, thank so. you so much for joining the podcast today. We really thank appreciate it. Thank you for having it. me. I enjoy getting to talk to you. No, absolutely. And then uh, is there anywhere you want to tell the audience to go to find more about you or your etiquette classes? Absolutely. I Actually, I teach... I teach classes in Birmingham, Alabama, but I'm working on an ambassador program right now, and I am going to be delivering the lesson content through video segments, but it will be a revenue share program where I'll be hiring people to facilitate my curriculum in other cities. So if that interests anybody, I'd love for you to check out my website. It's etiquettewithamyrainer.com. That's great. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Amy. Okay, thank y'all for your Thanks, time. Thanks, Amy. Have a good one. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Um, do you know of an etiquette that I learned? Did you ever watch the movie uh, A Bronx Tale? Yeah, of course. Okay, do so you know where the... I don't, remember, I don't remember their characters' names, but like his father figure or whatever was like, well, you know if this one's a real one. If, she, you walk, if you open the car door for her and then you walk around your car and she opens the door for you from inside, you know she's a keeper. Did you ever watch that? Do yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. scene? And I like I, I guess that's how I learned it. But I love opening my boyfriend's car door when he opens the door for me. I'm like, oh, I'm opening the door for you from inside. And I feel like that's a cute little gesture that girls should do. Oh, I like that. You can't do yeah. that as much anymore because the automatic. Right. It's so, a whole different world now. You know, my wife. Does. What do you mean? Because when I unlock the car, it unlocks all the doors. So. No, oh, I know. But I want to physically open the door for him. Like I open the door out. and I push it open. That's a tough little maneuver you're doing there. But here's no. no, 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 no. She's saying what happens is, hold on, well, let's get this picture. Okay. Straight. He's sitting in the driver's seat. Seat. She's in the passenger seat. He stops the car, parks the car, gets out of his 
next door, goes around the car to open up the passenger side door for his girlfriend. But as he's doing that, Vanessa opens up the door at the same time. Correct? No. No. So we go to her restaurant. He opens my door. I sit down. And as he's walking to his door, the driver's seat door, I reach over, over, I open the door and I push the door open just a little bit. So it can be like, you know, like a little gesture of like, oh, I opened the door for you too. I'm just saying that's not easy from the passenger seat, reach all the way over and push it open. That's that's not Uh, not push it completely open, but just like, you know, just a little bit to show that that you appreciate it. That's why it's a good gesture because it shows effort. I will say, I will say my wife goes the extra mile when I open the door for her. She gets in and starts the car to see if there's a bomb in there. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. So she'll be the one that blows up and you'll be safe. And I'll get away to tell her Wow. Now that's a keeper right there. That's somebody who's seen one too many movies. Eason, you have met your soulmate. He writes American Uh, Top 40. I mean, he's a national treasure. We need to make sure he's safe. Seriously. Yeah. Nothing can happen to you, Eason. You need to be protected. Number one song in the USA. Number one song in the USA. Ladies, 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 I'm sure you can all relate. There is nothing like wearing a comfortable bra. And let me tell you, Third Love has the perfect fit. They use millions of real women's measurements. Third Love designs its bras with breast shape and size in mind for an impeccable fit. And let me tell you, a really incredible feeling. And they have more sizes than most other brands. Third Love is the industry leader with 70 sizes. You heard that, seven zero, 70 sizes, including its signature half cup sizes. All you have to do is take their Fit Finder quiz, answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit. And this is the best part. There is a 100% fit guarantee because of Third Love, well, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, but let me tell you, I'm pretty sure you will, you can return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. What a beautiful cause. They have a new cotton collection that I'm actually wearing right now and they are the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. You can get their cotton t-shirt bras and cotton underwear. It took two years to develop the perfect cotton collection, which is made from a premium cotton called Pima. The result is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every single day, just like me. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. That's such an incredible deal. I mean, you're not going to want to miss this. Go to thirdlove.com slash Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A for 15% off today. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. 
That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well, I wanted to get to a topic that we teased a little bit earlier in the podcast. Vanessa, did you watch the Oscars on Sunday? I did. Okay. Oh, but I missed the most significant part of the Oscars. Tell me you did not miss the duo. Yes, I did. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I did. You missed Shallows? Yeah, and that was the only, like, five minutes I missed. I don't remember what I was doing, but I remember hearing them, like, oh, are they singing together? (sighs) Anyway, you want to recap it for me? (laughs) I mean, it's really hard to put into words, honestly. It's one of those moments you just had to see for yourself. Um, I saw the ending where she looks at him, and she's like, like, Doing this with her eyelashes. Well, I will say, let me preface this by saying, I do think Lady Gaga might be a little overdramatic at times. I I, I don't think I'm breaking news with that. When she won Shallow, the the best song, everybody knew it was coming. And she worked so hard for that moment. I'm happy for her. But it it was (laughs) like she won the Pulitzer Prize. Um, But that moment, Vanessa, oh my God. Because we talked about the podcast last week. About how Lady Gaga... Ended has her a engagement. New has a new tattoo, but even the tattoo, yeah, you know, it's a little ambiguous. Whatever, but the fact that she ended her engagement, very sad, very sad. We're not rooting for any relationships, and moving forward from that, so it was awesome because they didn't even intro the song. That's how badass mm. a star is born, mm-hmm. and this song "Shallow" is. There was no freaking intro. Okay, every other song, 
the artist came out, talked up a, a, about the song, and then they introed the song. And then the artist came out and sang it. They didn't even do that for Shallow. What happened was... They just started? <clears throat> somebody won the award. I forget what, what, what award it was. And they cleared off the stage. And all of a sudden, there was a camera behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, what's this? And then all of a sudden, the curtain opened, and they pulled a piano out on the stage, and you can hear Shallow start playing. And all of a sudden, it was just the piano on stage with two mics, and then the camera went past the piano to where the audience was, and then they showed Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper get up from their seats and walk on stage. It was, holy s***. That's what it was. I missed it. Oh, you have to YouTube it. I've already watched it three times. I will YouTube it. So they sit down. Okay, so what's the breaking news? There was, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it all over news publications this past this couple days the sexual tension between those two people i don't there's he there's no way they're faking that and if i was bradley cooper's girlfriend oh he would never be allowed to leave the house again Mm -hmm. yeah because i even i even asked ashley i said what would you do if you saw another woman (laughs) look at me the way that lady gaga is looking at bradley cooper right now and is I w- she looking at him like that, or is she looking at him because it's a performance? And, and like you said, she's, she's yeah, she exaggerates. Now I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking maybe they're in character. I'm sure there was some dramatics to it, but you know how when you watch two people together and you just think to yourself, "Oh God, there is something there." That's what it was. That's why people are freaking out because it's hard to fake that. And even Bradley Cooper said something he was on the Stephen Colbert show a a couple days before the Oscars and he said Stephen Colbert asked him will Bradley Cooper be performing or will Jackson Maine be performing you know is he Mm going to be performing as Mm -hmm. Jackson Maine or is it Bradley Cooper you just gonna say it yourself and he said Jackson Maine is no more he was like no he's Mm -hmm. gone his his quote is he's gone I'm not going to try to get back you know into character uh but you know I'll be me singing and so that obviously made people think, well, Brad, Bradley. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there was, yeah. I sh- you not, Vanessa, there was a moment when they were on stage. It looked like they were going to kiss. Mm-hmm. It did. They both, he, it was weird because she, oh my God. she was staring at him. Staring. I'm getting anxiety for his girlfriend. Oh, I don't blame you. But, uh, well, I'll tell you in a second. There's an article that I'll read to you. But she was looking at him and he leaned in to sing into the mic because there was a part where he was on one mic and she was on the other and then she did her solo part and he came around the piano and then sat next to her on the piano and they started singing together. But he leaned, leaned in for the mic and it looked like she was leaning in for a kiss. I can't make this shit up. <laughs> now, unless they rehearsed that no! and his girlfriend was okay with that because, hey, listen, baby, it's all for the, you know, it's all for the movie. It's all for the moment. It means nothing. Whew, I don't know if I could buy that. Yeah, after the whole thing happened with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, I mean, I would be anxious a little bit as um, totally. Bradley Cooper's girlfriend, just because, I mean, you don't know. Like, yeah, you do get into character, but I think when two people just have really good chemistry. But I, then again, is it is it the characters that had good chemistry or was it the actors that had good chemistry? I think it was the actors. This is why the chemistry was so good on and off screen. Mm. I hate saying well, that. I'm, 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 I watched Lady Gaga's uh, documentary, and she basically didn't even have to audition. Bradley Cooper just called her and says, I'm making a movie, and you're going to star in it. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. But then I heard, I think pre-Oscar show, somebody said that Bradley Cooper wanted Beyonce to originally play Allie in the movie. 
Mm. And it would be, it would be interesting to see their chemistry if Bradley Cooper continued to play mm. Jackson Maine. Um, but Beyonce, I think, turned it down for, for whatever reason. Um, and the thing about Lady Gaga, and like you say, when, when two people act together and they have this chemistry on screen, I mean, whether people admit it or not, it translates off screen. And mm-hmm. point A would be on the Oscars, Rami Malek wins Best Actor. He, he starts kissing the girl to his left, his girlfriend. Boy, did he ever. He couldn't stop kissing her. He couldn't stop kissing her. And it's the girl that he play, that played his girlfriend in Bohemian Rhapsody. And they met on set. And oh, then, and they're dating now? And they're dating now. There's got to be really? something about being on those movie sets because this happens so mm-hmm. often. How, how can it not? I, I know mean, I, I know of a friend of a friend of mine who basically was dating this actor. And he would always fall in love with his co-stars. And she was so insecure every time he would sign on to a new movie um and now he's dating another one of his co-stars yeah it's scary Uh, but Mm -hmm. now here's here's the alternative um because i think a lot of people also shipped leo leonardo dicaprio and um angelina no Uh, no oh my god Kate Leo Winslet. Mm, Kate Winslet. Yeah. Kate Winslet. After Titanic, everybody wanted them together, and they have ended up becoming. Oh, I, even as a as a boy, I was like, yeah, like I want them to be together. Jack and Rose, come on, Vanessa, you didn't ship them. I can't believe I'm saying ship. Who am I becoming? <laughs> <laughs> you know who's a good example of the onset romance, and I think she's fantastic. Is Jennifer Garner. If you were to get involved with Jennifer Garner, I'd be concerned when she goes off to do a movie because she was doing Felicity. When she met Scott Foley and married him. Okay. Then they got divorced. And then she was doing Alias and she got with Michael Vartan. And they got together. And then they split up. And they started dating Ben Affleck, who she met on the set of Pearl Harbor and I Daredevil. Forgot. I forgot then about they got Daredevil because I was thinking to myself, where did she meet Ben Affleck? Yeah. Telling Freaking you, every one of them. Daredevil. Yeah. Electra. And then, of course, <laughs> that little saucy minx. That fell apart. <laughs> It's it is nerve wracking though, but maybe maybe Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are more like Leo and Kate, where maybe they're just best friends because there was also an article on Cosmopolitan saying because Bradley's girlfriend, her name is, is it Irina, Irina. or Irina? Well, Irina and her Irina. I, Irina Shayek. I think it's just Shake. Shake. Yeah, I think it's Shake. Okay, Irina Shake. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that really poorly. Uh, saying that. It pretty much was an article talking about how she felt during that moment watching Lady Gaga and her boyfriend Bradley Cooper up on stage. And apparently she was fine with it. And it says like a source close to Us Weekly said that Irina knows that Bradley and Gaga are artists. uh, artists. Uh, It's a nuance for her. They were in character putting on an Oscar performance. So maybe they're just really good friends and the three of them. But do you think she would actually admit if she felt uncomfortable? Hell no. Yeah. So I mean, you, you don't want to, I, I think we want to sometimes not admit uh, what we're feeling, but it can come out and it can display it in other ways. So we don't know what the relationship is like. We don't know what kind of conversations she may have had with him. If it were me, I would definitely be having a sit down conversation with Bradley Cooper after that performance. Vanessa, Just, uh, I feel like if it was you, Bradley would have no more balls. It would, <laughs> it would be chopped off mm. in your hands. And be like, try that one hey. more time. Try it why, one why more time. Why do you time. say that? Why do you say that? Because you're just a very empowered woman. And, <gasps> you know, I just, I can see that. What's your what's your boyfriend's name again? John? Is it? Uh, Josh. Josh. 
Oh yeah, have Josh ever tried that? Sh yeah, oh no, he my knows. god. He knows <laughs> He'd be on that but, pond alone see, in the I... forest, sleeping there for weeks. <laughs> okay, let's 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 chill. Let's <laughs> chill. I have a very honest um relationship with him and he knows my insecurities and i know his insecurities and we don't try to play like we're too cool and we're you know he's rico suave macho man that doesn't have any like insecurities of his own and i think that's what make made us so um that's what made our relationship so strong from the very beginning where we were just like this is what it is this is what i am this is this is the that i had to deal with in my past and um and we try to work through it and whenever there's something that does come up i mean I was reading this quote and I want to find it because it's so true. Are you a big quote person? Yeah. yeah so it says, so much, much of, you, are you? Yeah. Totally. Much of our childhood may be unsayable, but it's not inexpressible. And transference lets the story be told in spite of our muteness. I'm sorry. Can you translate that muteness. for yeah, someone so who doesn't what know we, muteness? We act out. We act out what we cannot quite cry out so if someone is showing you something it's because they're they may not be able to express it but they're showing you what they're feeling in their behaviors so i don't know why i brought this up <laughs> while we were talking about maybe irena bradley's girlfriend is a little oh yeah yeah nervous to share some insecurities she has about BF and Gaga. Yeah, because once once you voice it, it becomes real, and then it becomes scary. Totally, I think that's like every single one of us, right? We don't mm -hmm. vocalize our anxiety or our fears because then they become reality. Do you want to ask me these ten questions? All right, cool. Yeah, I want to get into a little segment. I was thinking about the podcast, and you know, Vanessa, I'm always a sucker for nice little question segments. I did this earlier. I think I did it with you and Dean. We this did. A few yeah. Ago, right. Yeah. I think it's always nice just to get to know our hosts a little mm -hmm. bit better. So I'm calling this 10 questions with Vanessa Grimaldi. Ethan, do you have a little uh, sound bite for me for this? Maybe <laughs> a very epic one. I like that. 10 questions with <laughs> Vanessa Grimaldi, hosted God, by this sounds intense. Jared Haven. All right, 10 questions. Question All number right. one. These are very easy. What's So there was a lot of uh, controversy this past week between Mike Fleiss and Khloe Kardashian. I don't know. I'm sure you guys saw. He was tweeting that they were in talks to be the Bachelorette. Vanessa, you didn't see any of this? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, my, oh okay. Uh, so <laughs> Mike Fleiss, who's pretty much like the father of the, of the Bachelor, he was tweeting that he was in talks with Khloe Kardashian and Kris Jenner about becoming the next Bachelorette. Kim Kardashian retweeted it and said fake news, and then there was a little Twitter battle. And pretty much Khloe Kardashian is not going to be the next Bachelor. Khloe says, stop using me as clickbait. Stop. I, I, yeah. Which, yeah. Hey, you know, good tweet. Fine. I yeah, get it. Having, having said that, God, I wish she was the next Bachelor. <laughs> it would have been the most talked is, about. That would be the most dramatic season ever. It would have been the most, not only the most dramatic season of The Bachelorette. It would have been probably maybe the most talked about television event in recent history. Khloe mm. Kardashian as The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Holy crap. There would have been a lot of celebrities on that season. Tons of celebrities. So anyway, my question is, because of that, it made me thinking, what celebrity would you want to see as the next Bachelorette, Vanessa? Bachelorette or Bachelor? Uh, either. Next lead. Oh, it's a tough one. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Who is always single? I can't. I mean, I have uh, one. She's not currently single, but it would be great TV. Who? T-Swift. Oh, yes. Taylor. You know what? Uh, yeah, I would totally love or Ariana Grande. 
Ariana Grande, that would be a big one. Yeah, but I do love some T-Swift. I was just listening to her album before the podcast. Um, T-Swift, and for a bachelor... Mm-hmm. I didn't think about Bachelor. I don't know if there's any leads that come to my mind. What about Zac Efron? Nah. Okay, never mind. Nah, I feel that. like he's too. Um, he has too much like swag, and it and no. Well, that's why he's w- got a lot of swag. Yeah, I know, but that's why I, I want. I would want someone who seems a little bit more, um, less. You know. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Next. All right. Next. Uh, what's your favorite rom com? Ten things I hate about you. Oh, that's and, such a good on, one. Hold on, hold on. Another one. Another one is uh, how to lose a guy in ten days. I apparently like titles that have the le- the number ten. Ten, in them. and it's obviously your favorite yeah. number. Uh, I'm a big ten things I hate about you fan. Oh, oh Heath Ledger in that Heath movie. Heath Ledger, yeah. That hair, God, what I would um, give to look like that man from that movie. And that scene where obviously he's singing, "You're just too good to be true," walking down the stairs. To be true. Oh, God. It just gives me the chills every time. All right, number three. Do you like a bad boy or you like a nice guy? I like a nice guy. A nice guy. bad boy tendencies. You have bad boy tendencies. Yeah. Like a nice guy, but with bad boy tendencies. Mm-hmm. That's like, ooh, yeah, come to mama. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, I feel like this podcast, we should probably introduce a new dating slang every week. You know, we, oh, we we ran a couple down a few we did. months I like ago, this idea. but I think we should introduce one per podcast to see what people, you know, are getting themselves into by being in the dating world in 2019. So, Vanessa, do you know what the term stashing means? Yeah. Is it when a person has multiple people on their list of interests? I'm sorry, that is wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. Stashing. I thought it was like stashing, like a purse of, you know. I think that might be benching. Oh, okay. Like you got, What's you stashing? have people on the bench ready to go. <laughs> so we'll we'll learn about that next week. But stashing for this week is a term for when someone you're dating refuses to introduce you to anyone he or she is close to, sort of like stashing you in a draw. Oh, see, I was doing the, I was thinking the reverse, like, oh, I, I like all these people. I'm just going to stash them in my purse and then mm, I'm going to pick one out for today and another one out for tomorrow. Oh, gotcha. See, if anybody's yeah. stat, like for our audience out there, if anybody is stashing you currently, uh, bad You don't want to date them. No, you do not want to date them at all. You want to be going to hometown dates. Oh, hometown dates. Yeah. No more stashing. If somebody's stashing out there, we have one thing to say. Get rid of them. Here we go. <laughs> number five. Question number five. Vanessa Grimaldi, this is going to get a little personal. Have you ever made uh, out with two more people uh, in one day? No. No? I mean, if my dog counts. No, that's disgusting. You've made out with your dog? Yeah. Does your dog not kiss you on the mouth? No. On the face, not on the lips. Oh, I kiss my dog on the lips all the time. Um, No, I've never kissed two people out in the same day. In the same day? Mark, yeah. Easton, you want to share your dirty little secrets? Yeah, high school, that happened, yeah. Ooh, you mm-hmm. pimp. You. Mark, <laughs> really? That's not what I was expecting. You bad boy, Mark. <laughs> Easton? Yeah, I did, too. I knew you would. What? Yeah. Good for you. When I was 19. Uh, Jared? Uh, uh, yes, I did it when I was probably around 19 or 20. I'll never forget it because I felt like the coolest I think I've ever felt in my entire life. <laughs> I'll never forget it because I was, <laughs> it's so bad. I can't believe I'm even going to admit this. I was with friends at a TGI Fridays and one of the girls that we worked with was very attractive and I walked her back to her car and we started kissing at the car and 
this was maybe I was when was I? I was either 18 or like a little bit. I think I was 18. And so we made out her car. And then later that night, I went over to my friend's house after, you know, TGI Fridays, long night, crazy night, guys. <laughs> and there was another girl that was attracted that I knew that, we, that I also worked with. And, oh my God, uh, it was Jared, a, I know. I was 18, okay? I, I was... don't know what's worse, the fact that you're at TGI Fridays or that you kissed two girls at, in the same night. No, and you know what? It must have been when I was like 22, actually, thinking about it now, because I was drinking. That makes it worse. I, I know, it makes it <laughs> far older. worse, but I was uh, of age. And so anyway, long story short, we went back to my buddy's house, and we were sitting on the couch, and then she just started kissing me, and we kind of like made out, and I was like, holy crap. This I mean, is the second girl I'm making out with tonight. If you were in a relationship with any of them, then, hey. No. Got, you got that out of your system, and now you're good with one woman for the rest of your the, life. The first girl was somebody that I, I kind of dug and was like, oh, I, I, that's why I walked her back to her car. And then the second girl was just somebody who was just at a party, and we were just hanging out, and we were talking. You know how you're, you're at a buddy's house, and all of a sudden you're talking to somebody for like an hour about like the universe, and some, you know you get in that deep conversation. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom. I was like, holy hell, how did this happen? I'm trying to get some bottomless appetizers out of you, huh? Uh, obviously, she really, yeah. The whoa, the chicken wings, that's always a good option. All right, moving on. Never mind. Here we go. Number six. This is kind of superficial, but here we go. Uh, do you like big muscles, athletic body, dad bod, or skinny? I don't have a type. No physical type? No. Actually, I will say this. If the guy is way too ripped, I'm, I, I don't find that attractive. You're not a big muscle guy. Uh, girl. No, don't. I, no, 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 no. Spends way too much time at the gym and probably way too much time looking at himself in the mirror. Not very, uh, not my type. Do you like tattoos? Ooh, I, I dig tattoos. Uh, is that I question seven or not? No, it's not question seven. Sleeve. Then we have what? 11 questions. That was another question. That was like, that was like 6A. Oh, six All right, six, okay. It was like a very bod, body okay. central type okay, question. Okay, next, next, next. All right, number seven. The term couple goes is thrown around so much today, but to you, Vanessa, which famous couple exemplifies couple goals to you? Pretty much, who's your favorite celebrity couple? I really love Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. That's what I would say. Uh, they're one. very much out there. She's so outspoken. And he um, he made a speech about her once for this award that she won. And it was so genuine. And he started crying in the middle of his speech. And, I mean, they're just open about the relationship. And I admire couples like that that don't pretend like they have it all together. Yeah, they're awesome together. Uh, Mark, can you guess what my favorite celebrity couple is? Who they are? Tom and Giselle. Good dog. Moving on, number eight. <laughs> Vanessa, do you walk around naked in front of your significant other or vice yes. versa? Yes. Both? Yeah. He just lets it hang out, huh? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should be speaking for him, but the reason I, the reason this I, the reason that's true, but you you walk around. You're, I, I definitely do. Yes. I guess there is a difference between a female body and a male body. I mean, there's a big difference. I feel like the female body is far more attractive. Let's just be honest. The male body, like I look at myself naked sometimes and I'm like, oh God, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, average to above average, but ooh, just a lot of hair. So much hair. Oh, I like hair though. I like hair too, but you know, like from the waist up, I like it. Like I like having a, I actually like having a patchy beard. I feel like it gives yeah. me a little character. Do you have back hair? No, I don't have back hair. Thank God. I've like it's as I get older, it's starting to come in a little bit on my lower back. This is way too much. So, <laughs> um, I love how they turned this around on you. Okay, number eight. Are we at eight or nine? Uh, that Sorry. was number eight. Number nine. Uh, this is uh, again uh, 
you don't have to talk about your personal experience, but just your overall thoughts on it. Sex on the first date, yes or no? Uh, depends. I mean, I for me, I don't think I have. No, I have not had sex on the first date. Because that would have been... Actually, no, I'm... No. Oh, you had to think but about I'm that not for a No, no, I'm trying to think. I'm like, have I? Um, I haven't, and I'm, but I'm not against it. All right, fair enough. Not against it. I like it. All right, number 10, final question today. Not a lot of people know this, but you were on Fear Factor. Correct me oh. if I'm wrong. Yes. Yes. I was. So is, is there one thing, what would be the one thing going into Fear Factor, because I'm sure you've thought about this, what would you have refused to do? That's an excellent question, Jared. I try. Yeah. Um, I think I would have refused. I remember watching one episode where there was plexiglass over a swimming pool and they had put maybe three or four holes where you could have went up and, uh, got air. And I oh. think I probably would have asked Danielle at the time she was, she was my partner on fear factor. I probably would have asked her if she felt more comfortable swimming in, in the pool where it was covered with plexiglass. Cause I guess I'm a little bit claustrophobic. No, but right, I was fair. ready to put put shit in like beetles and at a blender and eat everything. Drink, eat everything and yeah, because they have like like cow penis that you have to eat and all this. Just I mean, maybe that's a delicacy. I don't know, but <laughs> th- there's a lot. So it, for cow example, penis? right? Cows don't have penis. <laughs> Cows don't have penis. What? <laughs> Cows are female. Oh yeah. All... <laughs> Wait, all cows are female? Yeah. I don't think you, I knew you that. You got your cows and you got your bulls. Oh, uh, <laughs> bull penis. I'm sorry. A bull's penis. Okay. My bad. Uh, I feel like Dean would have known that. <laughs> Dean would definitely. Have He's known eating that. bull penis right now wherever he is. <laughs> oh, that he is. All right, you guys want to move on to a couple of emails? I do have a really good email here that I'd love to get your thoughts on from anonymous, and those are always the best ones. She says, I met this guy, and one night he just swept me off my feet. He grabbed me, in a good way, said that he could not, not kiss me, and we started making out. We went to the bedroom. We didn't go all the way, but we were cuddling naked and went on to open up about his finances, his family, his work, his ex, his friends. He said he was comfortable opening up to me and was a little scared to be feeling this way. A couple days later, I go on social media, and he blocked me, deleted me from Instagram, Snapchat. Okay, I get it. I'm being ghosted. But why do guys get weirdly, really vulnerable and emotional in the moment, and then the polar opposite the next morning? It's just weird. That is weird. It is weird. Jared, can you explain? It is weird. I actually can't explain this. No, to me, if I, in that situation naked cuddling and discussing finances and family i think i'm all into this relationship right i'm when, really interested in where this is going or at maybe least he just needed someone to literally open up to and strip down naked and expose himself yeah but when did you think that he would text her why would he completely ghost her and block her that's my question yeah, that's why extreme would, it's so extreme so that makes me wonder if it's that when he said he was a little scared that he was feeling this way, maybe that's it. Maybe he got so scared, like, oh, my God, what did I tell her? Oh, my God, why did I do that? Oh, my God, I I opened up too much. Or, but why block her? I mean, that's yeah, just that's cowardly. Or maybe he's in a relationship. That's a real possibility. Yeah, yeah. there's that's something there. where my mind went. You know, one night, yeah. he met, I met this guy one night. He grabbed me, couldn't resist me. We didn't go all the way. Maybe he yeah. felt a little guilty and started opening up. Maybe he wasn't able to open up for quite some time. And then the next morning, he's like, holy shit. 
What did I do? What did I do? Maybe he's with somebody he doesn't feel comfortable talking to. He felt comfortable talking to you, but now he's still with that other person. I think that explains the blocking. I would, that's, because it's so And that, that probably explains why they didn't have sex. I agree, because maybe he had a moment yeah. of guilt. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, I'm down. not actually cheating. Right. Because you know how it's so technical for some guys. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's hilarious. That's oh, a really true, good though. point, Vanessa. Oh, that's a really good point. Well, yeah. Anyway, Dana emails, what are your thoughts on going on a second date when you really didn't feel a spark on the first date? I'm torn, and I can't decide if I'll just be wasting my time and his, but I have heard stories of people taking a while before they feel the chemistry. Go on a second date. Do it. Do it. Yeah, of course. People are just so awkward and weird on their first date, and even on their second date. I would I would go until like a third date, and then if you're really not feeling it, and if he's feeling it and wants to go on a date with you, and you're like, ugh, like you just want to cancel on the date, just then at that point I would I wouldn't go on a date but I would I would definitely try. I have somebody who's very close to me went on a date from an online dating app or website met this guy liked him on the first date wanted to go on a second date second date did not go well did not mm-hmm. like the second date at all so she mm-hmm. was like I don't know if I should go on a third date goes on the third date now, now she's married. married. Mm. I knew it. Well, you know, I went on a date. I usually go on really good dates because um, I'm like, I, I'm able to break down the person on the first date because I want them, like, I'll burp in front of them. I'm like, come on, let's just, like, be ourselves. Let's not try to audition, you know? And I went on a date. Yeah, I went on a date with this one guy uh, years ago. And I remember being like, yeah, everyone's saying he's such a good person, but I just didn't feel it. And I guess he felt my energy was off and he had asked me out on a second date. And I remember being at work thinking, I really don't want to go on this date. An hour later, he sends me a message saying like, hey, I don't think it's a good idea if we go on a second date. And I was like, the universe read my energy. <laughs> and that was it. And then bada bing, bada boom. Bada that was boom. It. Bada boom. And I ended up on The Bachelor. And, so- then on the- and then I was engaged <laughs> on The Bachelor. So yeah. the consensus is... Go on the second date. What do you got to lose? Uh, We're not that busy. Go ahead. Do it. Have a good time. 45 minutes to an hour. That's all you got to lose. All right. Well, that will do it for the emails, and that will do it for today's episode. Some big thank yous. First of all, thank you to Dax Holt uh, for joining us today. Yes, and you can definitely check out Baycation. Big thank you to Amy Rayner, the etiquette teacher. It's good etiquette to applaud for these people. Etiquette, yes, everybody deserves an applause. Amy uh, Rayner would be so proud of us. She'd be very <laughs> proud of us right now. Pass the salt and pepper together, no matter whether they ask for so those individually or not. We want to give a very big, big, big thank you to Noom, Third Love, and ZipRecruiter. Make sure to visit noom.com/dean to start your trial today and get those bras at thirdlove.com/vanessa for fifteen percent off. And make sure to also visit Zip Recruiter at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash date. Mark Easton, you guys are incredible. Thank you, Dean, for traveling around the world and doing your thing. Vanessa, beautiful as always. Thank you so much for joining us. You're incredible. Aww. Guys, please join the Facebook group, Help I Suck at Dating podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Help I Suck at Dating uh, we love your interaction. Please keep sending us your emails. You know that's our favorite part of the show. And we will see you next week where hopefully we all suck a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City 
in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.